Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Live from the Iron Throne, this is the award-winning Stamp Show here today, episode number 217. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center. This is Tom. This is Cash. This is Mark. And this is Don. Don's here in the flesh. Yeah. I'm actually here. Hard sciences and everything. I'm not used to seeing Don's flesh. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good thing. <laughs> oh, oh, you desert dwellers! I'm a coast girl, and this is killing me. I can't do it. I'm not a sand person. Or wrong sand, I should say. Actually, there was the uh, thing we were watching on Dune, uh, Herbert Dune, uh, Herbert's book Dune. Very, very interesting. If you guys uh, ever go on to Extra Credit, uh, it's not a podcast, it's uh, YouTube. They're do- they have a fantastic uh, YouTube on Dune and the hidden meanings of it and all that stuff. It was very good. Well done. Hmm. Sand People. Well, actually, the Sand People is Star Wars. No, those are the... Oh, those are Sand People, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we you have, you have the same. You have to pe- turn in your nerd card now. No, I don't. don't. They still call them sand people. They're freemen. The freemen are the same. Yeah, people. that. Well, they don't call them sand people. Call them the freemen. Uh, Hand in your nerd card. Uh, I think <laughs> I think Harkonnen called him the, them the stand people. They call themselves the freemen. Stick to stamps. Uh, I know. <laughs> okay. Seriously. Okay, I'll do a Cash's correction. I haven't had a Cash's correction in a long time. So if somebody there who is an expert... That would be on, a whole episode in itself. Well, that's, be, that's <laughs> also because there's so many of them that we drop that subject like a hot rock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the podcast... This day in history, or is it? The May 16th, 1877 crisis. What day was that on? May 16th. The May 16th, 1877 crisis was a constitutional crisis in the French Third Republic concerning the distribution of power between the president and the legislature. Hold on, what was it? It was a constitutional crisis? A constitutional crisis. A constitutional crisis. It was a constitutional crisis. They're rare. Oh, they're as rare as Zeppelins. Ooh. When the royalist president dismissed the Republican prime minister, the parliament refused to support the new government and was dissolved by the president. What did that create? A constitutional crisis. Constitutional crisis. It's a crisis. It's a crisis. New elections resulted in a royalist victory. The interpretation of the 1875 Constitution as a parliamentary system prevailed over a presidential system. Which created... The crisis. A constitutional crisis. Crisis of constitution. Constitutional proportions. I can see Tom out of the corner of my eye. He wants out of this now. <laughs> the, su- <laughs> the, s- the subject is causing my constitution a crisis. 
The crisis ultimately sealed the defeat of the Royalist movement and was instrumental in creating the conditions of the Third Republic. It was a constitutional crisis. The Third Republic, they were fighting the empire, right? That's right. (laughs) Also in 1868, United States President Andrew Johnson is acquitted in his impeachment trial by one vote in the United States Senate. Now, he was impeached for firing Comey, right? No, no, no. Who did he fire? He fired the Secretary of War, right? Stanton? I believe so. Scott number 160? Yes. Excellent. Yeah, it it was great because Stanton worked for him, and he said, well, I'm going to fire you. Mark Mark actually tied that into a stamp. I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. We we mentioned a stamp on this podcast. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Alert the media. Right. And Congress said, if you fire Stanton, we're going to impeach you. And he said, hold my beer. (laughs) It was a a crisis. A a constitutional crisis. A constitutional crisis. It was a constitutional crisis. Oh, my God. A constitutional crisis. (laughs) (laughs) The Third Republic. Of the Republic. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do we have now getting off of the constitutional crisis? We have some dog stamps that we're going to discuss. Oh, yes. There is a new issue, the uh, service dogs, military working dogs, which um, are uh, scheduled to come out uh, uh, August 1st. Mm-hmm. My um, birthday. Right. And these... Uh, these stamps, they are stylized versions of dogs. Rather than having pictures of the actual dogs, they're stylized versions of the dogs. And I thought that they were really terrible. And in fact, um, in uh, Linz, there was a guy who wrote in, uh, Stanley Golubek, who wrote in and said, can the Postal Service not use actual photos of the dogs? Or is there a rule about honoring a living dog on U.S. stamps? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Get that also, guy's info. He needs to be on the podcast. Right, yeah. <laughs> he also uh, quips that the uh, dogs kind of look like the ones that are featured in um, Resident Evil. Oh, yes. Jeez. Yes. Oh, oh, no. Yep. <laughs> so this is a uh, this is a really poor, poor stamp issue. And uh, if I could say it, uh, Cash, I think the you know, the uh, USPS screwed the pooch on this one. Oh. <laughs> However... On the plus side, and we we will give them their due, we got a a sheet of the Transcontinental Railroad stamps. And these stamps are awesome. Amazing. They are so cool. Go to our website, uh, stampsyouhearetoday.com. Take a look at them. Better yet, go to your post office and get a sheet. Because a photo photo is not going to do these justice. Oh, and and if I could uh, get your permission, Cash, I'd like to put out a call to action to the dozens of people that listen to this podcast to go out and buy this stamp and use it on mail. I think well, I think this yeah. stamp will uh, excite people about stamp collecting. collecting. Yeah, it is an awesome, it is a truly awesome looking uh, three stamp set with the center one, in my opinion, Confusing the center some one postal is... postal officials. Yeah, well, the center one is kind of hard to read, but the uh, one on the left, one on the right of the actual trains, it's just gorgeous. They're just gorgeous stamps. Yep. So I am definitely going to be buying a lot of these stamps and using them on mail. Can't blame you there. So buy them before they run out. 
I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm in. I'm. I'm looking at the service dog stamps, and I'm shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially the red ones. I mean, it looks very Soviet Union-ish to me. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, you got the. You just star. need the hammer and sickle, and we're good. Yeah, they've even got a star in the middle. Yes, exactly. The top left one in the bottom. I, I think. Uh, they have sort of the, yeah, Russian sort of feel to them. I'm calling this a new issue crisis. A new issue crisis? It's a new issue crisis. A new issue Phil- crisis. A philatelic crisis. It's a philatelic crisis. <laughs> a philatelic crisis. Well, shall we get off this and uh, discuss the stamp market with hip stamp? Yes. Oh, let's do that. Sounds good to me. That's it. Also, today we have joining us again, Justin from Hipstamp. Hi, Justin. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good. And today we're going to uh, discuss a little bit about the stamp market and what's going on. So, Hey, Justin. Uh, we know that you're dealing with Hipstamp and everything. So on Hipstamp right now, what's hot and what's not? Uh, let's see. So right now what we're really seeing is hot. We... Uh, we do do a Thursday night no reserve penny auction where we sell items that are really going to realize between $10 and $300, uh, primarily U.S., British Commonwealth, Canada. Um, those realizations have, have really upticked in the past, I'd say, four to five months. Um, and I think it's a lot of people that are that are there to, to fill holes and, and just find really good deals. But... Um, yeah, those items in the in the ten to three hundred dollar range are, are doing quite well and are you know definitely the uh, the largest you know fastest selling price range in in stamps that we have on the site. Uh, if you're looking for the higher end items, um, most of the key sales that we've had uh, over the past three months have all been airmail stamps. Um, so airmails are just uh, really really popular right now for um, hip stamp. Cool. You also, I have to say this because you've been advertising this for quite a while, many or maybe a year or two. But you always have the penny auctions, and I remember you always showing a Great Britain number one that you started a penny, and that's what sort of got me interested in following it all. Um, how do you, who puts this stuff up and, you know, uh, in the penny auctions, is that like a really great thing for the buyers, the sellers, both? What, what do you see, uh, really benefiting from it? And what is it where, you know, people are just like ripping people off or, you know, it, it's not ripping people off, you know, a person puts up a stamp for a penny. They hope that they get a price for it, but what's going good and what's go- not going good. Yeah, so um, first off, a little bit about the penny auction, then I'll talk about the benefits to the buyers and then the sellers. So um, on Hipstamp, every uh, Thursday night at 7 o'clock, we have a auction that ends. Um, they all always start on uh, Thursday at noon, then they would end the following Thursday at 7 p.m. So every week we have one of these events. Uh, typically, we have anywhere from 750 to 1,000 stamps that are in the auctions. Wow. They should all realize for between. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of items. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is, um, and it didn't always used to be <laughs> that many stamps. So, this is our 125th consecutive week doing the auction. 
Um, so we've we've definitely built uh, built the presence for the event, um, you know, over the past year. Um, and so it started out there was like 200 stamps in there, and I was having to beg sellers to <laughs> to put their stamps in this thing. And um, you know, we would provide guarantees, we would do whatever it takes to get the event rolling. Uh, but now we've got you know really a consistent uh, base of sellers that are coming in. Uh, enlisting their stamps. Typically, the catalog value for any of our auctions would be around fifty thousand uh, dollars. Sometimes it can it can definitely go up from there, uh, but everything starts at one penny. There's no reserve. Um, you bid and hopefully you win. So there's certainly some you know really really good deals to be had there. So the benefits to the buyer is uh, you get the excitement of a penny auction event. Um, you get to see new stuff, new material that's listed. Um, in the event each week so it's, it's a lot of it's just different than anything that you know is buy it now on the site at the moment um, and so there's a lot of deals to be had for sure uh, in that event is and that then in, for this oh is that ahead. in 7 p.m thursday eastern time or pacific time eastern time yes okay. yeah so if you were to go right now to hipstamp.com you would see the event it's going to end in two and a half hours oh um but yes, that is Eastern time. You can always, if you're not on the East Coast and you're on the West Coast, you can put in your bid. Um, so let's say that there's a stamp right now that is at $25 and your top bid would be $75. You can put in your bid at $75. Uh, we would place a bid at $25.50 for you um, so that we always try to make sure that the bidder gets that stamp for the least amount possible. Um, then let's say somebody comes in, they bid $30, um, they would immediately see that they've been outbid and the new bid is $30.50. Well, that would have been your bid. So we auto bid for the, um, you know, for the buyers up until they reach their maximum bid price. Uh, and then let's say somebody bid $76, then, you know, you've been outbid at that point and you would get an email notification so that you could still try to come in and. Uh, win the item. So you don't even need sharpshooters anymore. It automatically does the sharpshooting for you. Yeah, we actually don't even allow, um, like for example, on eBay, there's sniper tools and things of that nature. Um, there's nothing like that on Hipstamp. Uh, you can't go in and set, um, you know, there's no third party tools that can come in and auto snipe bids. Oh, that's cool. That's great. So yeah. it kind of levels the playing field a little bit. Very much. And, and it all. It, it's not so much it levels the playing field. It levels the upsetness factor when, you know, literally four seconds before the auction bid, uh, ends, three bids come in and you're the number four bidder right now and you were at $25 and all of a sudden it's at $40 and you have no chance whatsoever to put in a bid. Right. So you can bid at the last second, but then you're stuck to only bidding on one stamp. Yeah, exactly. So you have to be, if they all close at seven o'clock you right. have to pick the one stamp that you want to bid on five seconds before it closes right yeah either that or have to you have to put in stupid bids yeah well and i know people who do that it's nope that 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 item's mine i'm just going to bid a thousand dollars for it and it's you know it's a thirty dollar item because yeah. <laughs> they absolutely don't want to let it go and there are people like that out there uh, I, I've had some of those. If I had some do-overs, one of my worst do-overs, and this will mean nothing to anybody, but there was a cover 
and the corner card on it was from the Manhattan Manure Company. And this is the company that cleaned the streets of Manhattan. Uh, and there's a whole thing about, you know, cleaning streets and manure and all this stuff. And it went for $10. And I was outbid at the last second at like $10.50. I would have easily paid 50 bucks for that cover. I have never seen one since. So why didn't you bid 50 bucks? Because I don't have a sniper program. <laughs> what do you need a sniper program for? You could have bid 50 bucks five minutes before the auction ended. Well, yeah, but it's eBay. I, I, it wasn't all on you hip do stamp. is you on hip stamp. I would have done it on hip stamp. I would have put a hundred dollar bid on it and said, Hey, if you want it more than me, you got to pay more than me. <laughs> I mean, I look at it this way. If it's, if it's worth 50 bucks to me, I'll bid 50 bucks. Now I might wait till the last day to bid 50 bucks yeah. or the last couple of hours. Yeah. You want so to hide that, your interest so that I hide my interest a little bit. But, you know, if, if, if it goes over 50 bucks, then, you know, okay. I was, I was in at 50 bucks, but I'm not in at 55 or 60. So, yeah. you know, you just try and I don't need it that much. I collect the stories. If you've listened to the podcast, I like the stories behind the stamps. And so just the Manhattan Manure Company had this great story to it. And this was years ago, and I still haven't found another one. And it's like, oh. I'll add that to your want list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. Manhattan with one cent magenta on cover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both equal value in his mind. Hey, Justin, I'm curious. What percentage of stamps on hip stamp are United States versus countries I don't care about? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say it's a pretty proportionate with the penny auction. So I'd say about 60% U.S. and then the rest is worldwide. Uh, British Commonwealth is, is definitely the, the second largest category. Um, got a lot of Canada stamps on. Uh, and then it's you know pretty much worldwide from there. And then th that really reflects our community as well. I mean, we've got, I'd say about 70% uh, of the community is, is U.S.-based. And then uh, you know, the rest of the buyers are, are really just all over the world. Well, uh, weren't you originally a British company? No, originally we were a U.S. company, and then we sold. My partner, Mark, who created BitStart, sold the company to Stanley Gibbons um, and then went and worked with them for a few years and then decided to leave. Uh, and then about a year after he left, he had the opportunity to purchase the company back um, at a you know, really good deal. So he purchased the company back, and the day that he bought the company back is the day that I joined him, uh, and we've really been uh, going at it. I guess it's been close to three years now uh, since Hipstamp kind of emerged from, you know, from the Stanley Gibbons and and BitStart before that. So you're independent of British rule. <laughs> we are independent of British rule. You don't have to answer to the Queen or anybody, right? No, not that I know of. I, I know. <laughs> well, I'm currently looking at the website, and uh, the one-cent auction right now, there's 836 listings. Wow. And how many of them are still right. at a penny? Uh, I'm on the first page of 48, and so far, like, the lowest thing I see is, like, $6.47. So, Justin, I have a question about the penny auctions. Oh, no, yes. I see. There's a couple down to two bucks. What What is the incentive for the seller, other other than just clearing out and blowing out inventory? 
Um, well, that's a big let, <laughs> let's let's say I have uh, an item that I would normally ask a hundred dollars for. It goes up in mm-hmm. a penny, and you know my cost in that is let's say it's thirty dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. What you know, and it sells for five dollars. Why would ouch? Why would I want to list it? You know. How, is, yeah. there, is there really that much visibility that they pretty much do okay? So I would say that the best way to answer that is, yes, they do do okay. And the reason I say that is now that we're actually in the 124th consecutive week, uh, we really have built the audience to a point where um, people are paying, you know, is, you know, really what the stamp should go for based on what the market is currently saying. So, um, so, for example, we actually buy, we've, we've got full-time person that's out there looking for collections. So we buy $30,000 collections often, um, you know, at least once a month. And then we put all the, everything into the uh, penny auction event just because we know the prices are going to realize. And typically we'll, you know, if we buy a 30,000 collection, we're going to put it through and we're going to sell it for 40, 45,000. Um, so, so do you so list the individual? You list individual items out of those uh, large collections, or do you just list, right? Yeah, like... we'll buy collections and we'll break them down into individual listings, and we we sell them ourselves because we we've seen what the prices can do, and you just have to buy it at the right price. Okay. Um, the other thing is, you really have to think about it from a marketing standpoint. So, you know, we have ten million stamps plus for sale on HipStamp. Uh, we have, you know, between I think five and six million listings. But when you take into the fact that there's duplicates and there's, you know, not duplicates, but there's multiples of many items and that there's collections and sets, well over 10 million stamps, and it's really difficult. I mean, if you have these everyday kind of stamp, for people to weed through that and to buy what you have, so if I'm a dealer and I'm trying to move inventory and, and get prices, I would definitely be putting it in the penny auction because we actually take all the, um, we basically curate the event. So we take our stamps and stamps from other dealers. We create the event and then we send out a newsletter to 130,000 collectors twice a week. And we you know do a really good job marketing it. So um, by doing this, you're basically listing stuff, and then within seven days, it's guaranteed to sale, and you're going to get paid right then. So it's definitely a really good way to um, to move stamps and to get money quickly. But then the other thing is, a lot of times, what the dealers will do is, um, you know, if they've got items that are thousand dollars plus, they'll create, um, you know, they'll put items in this specifically to draw people to their store so that they can see all the other items and then they'll make offers or purchase those other items as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a good marketing tactic for the sellers as well as a good way to, you know, get paid quick. Is there an upper limit to the number of penny auctions that you'll be doing? Um, number of stamps in the event. Right. Or like, is there a limit to the number that I can submit or is there a limit to the number that you will accept uh, from like all dealers, like thousand or two thousand, something like that. Um, so we, on average, I'd say that it's between you know fifty and hundred stamps that that people are submitting each each week. Um, we'll definitely have sometimes where somebody's got you know two hundred and fifty stamps, uh, and we'll put all of those in. We just 
anytime somebody submits stamps to us for the event, we always just take a quick pass through everything and make sure that, you know, it's the kind of stamp that we want for the event. It's not, you know, something super cheap. It's not something that's got, you know, a terrible image or things like that. So, um, you know, we really just try to do our best to curate it. Yeah, Tom, why don't you uh, say what you just pulled up on the computer here? Well, I was just looking at one. Like I said, I was kind of cruising this while we're talking, and uh, there's currently a number 120 unused. Um, it's got a picture of the back of the stamp. It looks like it has very little, maybe no gum on it. Which is kind of normal for the stamp. That's a, it's uh, got a 24, 24 cent, cent pictorial. Yeah, pictorial, special printing, reissue. No, that's the no, normal issue. It's a regular, oh, it's a regular? regular grill issue. Sorry, regular. And it's... Current bid is at a hundred and fifty-seven dollars and fifty cents with a natural straight. Where well, not natural, a natural, but a straight edge at the right. That seems pretty cheap. I wonder if it'll stay there. Yeah, it's got thirteen bids so far. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that was when you said there were seven hundred and fifty stamps. I thought, wow, you know, is that? Will people go through and look at 750 stamps? And thinking about it, when you said you contacted, what, 120,000 people or whatever, it was, uh, yeah, that's like well, nothing. Look, look, look at Tom. <laughs> he's a non-collector, and he's sitting here going through 750 stamps. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. It, Which, by the way, I do want to compliment uh, Hip Stamp also on their layout, how you uh basically grid off the stamps you show the picture in the description uh you get maybe like 50 stamps on a page you know on a screen that is really super great yeah i appreciate that we actually um you know that's a lot of people ask why we because we have two other websites the company is hip e-commerce and we run hip stamp uh hip postcard and hip comic and a lot of times people are like, why didn't you just create one site with all those different collectibles? And really the reason is because we wanted to differentiate it. We wanted to be able to market specifically to, um, you know, stamp collectors and comic collectors. Um, and so when you go to our site, for example, on HipStamp, you're going to see four columns where if you were to go to Hip Postcard, say four columns, you're going to see four columns of images because stamps are, you know, up and down. Whereas if you you know, look at hit postcard and search the gallery, you're going to see three columns because stamps are really more wide than they are tall. So we wanted to even be able to differentiate the gallery and the view when we like, send that out to people. Um, okay. So, so thank you for noticing. So just uh, because uh, reasons, how are the other two doing compared to stamps? Is stamp, you know, is hip, postcard like growing faster than stamp or uh, comics are they growing faster or slower the same you know how is the stamp right. market versus the comic book and the postcard market uh you know it's difficult we've um i'd say that hip stamp is roughly 80 percent of our business and then um the comics and postcards postcards it's you know it's really just kind of out there it's doing its thing we don't um don't do spend as much time obviously as we do with stamps and the marketing and and all the efforts that we're putting forward it's because we you know the the company was built on stamps it, it really was um and so we've been around for a lot longer than three years you know we were um bid start and stamp once before that so we really kind of built the community around that um and so that's why 
uh, we're so heavy on the stamp side um, versus the comic side. That said, we've we've really grown the the comic side over the past two years. Cool. Yeah, too bad Greg isn't here. He's our resident uh, comic fellow. Yeah. Right. Crazy thing about the penny auctions, we actually do a weekly penny auction on the comic side as well. And we tried something that was very, very gutsy um, just to give it a shot. But my partner had bought a $3,600 comic like 10 years ago. And today it's worth $18,000. And we put it into the penny auction. Um, super nerve-wracking like super super nerve-wracking and the day of the sale um in the morning it was like like twelve thousand, which i like looked over at him and i was like how do you think this is gonna end up and i could like see the sweat um (laughs) coming down but anyways at the end of the day ended up selling for seventeen thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars so like right on the money and it's just so crazy to do that first <laughs> to to see like just the um the mentality around a penny auction um and once people get starting to bid they they really get bought into it and uh you know the prices come up to really kind of where they want to be that's not to say if you've got you know a number nine that's out there you know a lot higher that you can wait you know you could probably wait a couple of years and somebody's gonna come snag it but um, yeah, if you're looking for the cash to buy more stuff, then yeah, this is also a good, good opportunity. Yeah. From, uh, my standpoint, I'm always on eBay. If you, I, and I put stuff up for auction when I want to like dump it, get rid of it. I've had it for too long. I don't start at a penny. I start at $2 and I go, there's no way this thing doesn't sell for $2. And then it doesn't sell for $2. And it's like, you know, 15 bucks stamp. I'm hoping to get, you know, 10 bucks for it. And it doesn't, there's just too much on eBay. Nobody sees it. So that's why I I was really impressed when I saw this, it's like 750 items starting at a penny. I, I would much rather start it at a penny than start it at some number and hope two people see it on eBay. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. A lot of people will say that, you know, I've, I've done penny auctions on eBay. They just really don't work. Um, I get that, you know, like, I completely get it. There's so many, um, you know, stamps on eBay. There's so many people on eBay that if you just put some stuff up there, you're, you're definitely at risk. Um, but the benefit of doing this through our event is, a, we already have a trained audience that's coming Thursday nights from 7 to 9. Um, and we do all the marketing. Not only do we market the entire event um, to our entire community, but what we also do is for each of the sellers that are participating, um, we create a, we've got an email marketing team. We'll create a newsletter um, specifically for, you know, that the links to their store with their auctions. And then we send out that newsletter to their past customers. Um, and so we're really trying to hit it from all different angles to uh, really drive people and, and drive the prices. All right. Well, this is really awesome. Thanks for joining us again today, Justin. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You have two new voice messages and one saved message. New message. You have been listening to award-winning stamp show here today, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center. Produced and edited by Cash Braces, with engineering and recording by Tom Schilling. Script and research by Scott Murphy and Mark Leon. 
and I'm your host, John Goss. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or Podbean, and follow us on Facebook. Visit us at samshowheretoday.com, and thank you for listening. To replay this message, press 1. To delete, press 7. To save, press 9. For message saved, there are no more messages. Stamp Show here today. Stamp Show here today. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.